0: there. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and thoughts, and we're going to answer your questions to the best of our ability.
1: Indeed. But please do remember, we are podcast hosts, we're not experts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or a mental health professional as needed.
0: Dory, if people okay. would like to reach us, they can... What did I call it? Hit us up on the good veems? G- Javeems. I don't remember. The veems? The Google voice. You seven, said, eight, I one. think you said
1: Gavim's. <laughs> and, and you know what i you realized shed a tear. That, well i realized in a previous episode i had kind of jokingly said gamel oh, but i think that Gavim's gives me like vagina vibes <laughs> and i feel weird about it
0: oh i'm going to embrace it
1: Okay. Gaveems. I, can, Gaveems. I can see that. Well,
0: listen, you can leave us a voicemail or you can text us. The number is 781 You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com.
1: And... Just a reminder that you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. You can also check out our shelves on shopmyshelf.us slash forever35. Kate will have an update on that in a couple of mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Twitter at forever35pod, on Instagram at forever35podcast, and join the Forever 35 Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast, the password is Serums. And you can sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter.
0: Well, today is an important episode because we are celebrating the birth of probably one of my favorite people. Wow, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. It's you. Today is your birthday. Oh well, well Kate. Thank you. Thank you so much. I thank mean, we, we should say we're recording this a few days ahead, but the day this we airs, are. it will yes. be your birthday, and so we are going to celebrate true. you now. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Kate. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do feel like in the last few years, I've really leaned into my Taurus energy.
0: Mm, kind of like sedetti, focused, calm. Is that how you would describe it? Mm, I would say
1: just like really luxuriating.
0: Mm. Like a Taurus likes an earthly delight. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Now this is something I can get behind.
1: Um, so... You know, we are, we, we are known to be stubborn. That's fair. But, but we are also known to be someone you can rely on. There was a meme, (laughs) someone, my friend Emily sent me this meme about Tauruses that was like, Something about how oh yeah, it was like um Taurus like Tauruses hate when you change plans on them. So if you try to change your plans like right before it like gives the Taurus an excuse to cancel.
0: <laughs> and you were like, that's me. I remember you sharing that like, meme
1: on your Instagram. I was like, I get this. I relate to this. And I, I, I really appreciate it.
0: Are you doing anything to luxuriate in honor of
1: yourself? I keep meaning to make um, like a massage appointment. And I keep forgetting. So this is a good reminder to do that.
0: Well, I'm really excited so. to celebrate another year around the sun, turn around the sun. What do people say? A journey around the sun for you.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Ooh. You Thank also you so kind much. of celebrated last night by staying out late and going to a rock concert like a real young person.
1: Well, except that it was at Walt Disney Concert Hall, which is like where the L.A. Philharmonic plays.
0: See so you had a comfortable chair. I had a
1: really comfortable chair. Masks were required. Ooh, I love it. I love it.
0: Safe and comfortable.
1: It was great. Um, they did a Gen X festival. And as part of this, they had a concert with Liz Fair. And then as openers, she had a few, um, a few special guests perform either their songs from the nineties, like Lisa Loeb performed Stay.
0: Oh, Oh my God. So good.
1: Or, um, she had contemporary, like, you know, younger artists performing covers of '90s songs. So, like Bethany Cosentino from Best Coast um, performed "If It Makes You Happy" by Cheryl oh. Crow. <laughs> Remy Wolf
0: performed Beck's "Loser." <laughs> oh, this sounds so good! Did you sit it the was, whole time and like dance in your seat?
1: Yeah, except except at the very end um, when we all like people all like got up. Um. But it was very fun. And then Liz Fair was amazing. Um and yeah, it was it was it was just it was just great. It was
0: really great. Doesn't it feel good to see live music again? It does feel really good. And just be with people say. like in that energetic space. It just feels so yeah. wonderful.
1: Yeah. It was great, I have to say. It was really, really fun. Um, and Liz Fair and Lisa Loeb oh, performed as the last song of the encore. They performed Verve's Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, boy. With a live organ accompaniment. Did you cry? I feel like I would <gasps> weep. It was very moving. Um, yeah, because Walt Disney Concert Hall has this amazing organ. And they had someone actually playing it. That it was is very cool. So cool. It was very cool. Ugh. And of course the acoustics in that place are second to none. So that was also really I love I love a great sounding concert, I'm not gonna
0: lie. Mm. Almost like a healing, an energetic healing experience as the sound waves move through you.
1: Yeah. We can get
0: woo about it. We can get woo about an organ. Organs are incredible. Let's get woo. Let's get woo about an organ. Let's get woo. (sighs) A remake of the Jennifer Lopez song, Let's Get Loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (sighs) I did want to let everybody know that I finally got my act together. And I added a butt care shelf to our Shop My Shelf page. So I put... Every product that I have used successfully to rid my butt of the major butt acne that I had, and also to take care of both my my butt and also my my skin on my body, um, and I'm very excited about this shelf. It's got a lot of fun products on it. Amazing! Yeah. Um, and I included uh the original listener who wrote in to us about what they used. I included the the products that they recommended as well because I have not I haven't tried that one. It was a Paula's choice acne body spray. I haven't tried it, but mm. I wanted to make sure we honor that listener mm-hmm. as well. So if you want to go to Kate's Butt Care Corner, <laughs> spelled with a K. Because I am oh, you know kardashian-esque uh and we've got so many great things we've got body spray we've got aha renewing cream from skin fix on there this pixie glycolic body wash that i use just lots of goodies lots of goodies for your for your butts okay i want our butts to be beautiful you know
1: i i completely i
0: concur For ourselves, like we don't, I mean, we can have other people admire our butts, of course, but like just for our own happiness, beautiful butts are where it's at. That's what, that's the energy I'm bringing into 2022, among other things.
1: Ah, I love it.
0: You know, crush the patriarchy and have a beautiful butt. It's basically my two goals.
1: (sighs) Well, Kate, I'm on board for all of this. Thank you,
0: Dory. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's do that. Come back and hear from some listeners. Okay.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
0: All right. So just to get things started, to get things heated up on this episode, a quick email from someone. Hi, Dorian Kate. I've been a listener of Forever 35 since the very beginning, at which point I was 30 years old. So it felt particularly important to me to pause the pod and let you know that as of today, I am finally 35. Yay. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. We love you. Ugh. Oh. ah. Oh enjoy this, your podcast birthday year.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: We're so glad to have you. So glad you're almost in your forties where things really get fun. So just buckle up and we'll see you on the other side. Sounds great. (sighs) All right. We've got a very long email here, Dory. We do with an intriguing question. I'm going to hand the mic to you to read this since I still have a hacking COVID cough and I'm afraid it's going to disrupt things. Is that okay, okay. with you?
1: Yes, that is fine. Hey, Kate and Dory. I was wondering if you have any advice on how to deal with envy slash income disparity slash judgment. I recently moved from a community where my husband and I were at the mid to high end of the income scale to one where we are at the lower end. I'm struggling with being envious of many of my peers in my new community And also a feeling of inadequacy or having nothing to offer a friendship. Plus, we've had some people obviously look down on us for having less. The friends I've made are very nice and fun, but they will make critical comments about things that unbeknownst to them, I may have done slash use slash bought, etc. For example, I was recently having drinks with two new friends, and they started disparaging after school daycare, saying it was much better to have a nanny or an au pair or family take care of children after school. What they didn't know was that before the pandemic, I sent my kids to an after-school daycare for years. We have only known each other for a few months, so there's a lot they don't know about myself and my family. Unfortunately, they seem to be the best of the community because they are kind and inclusive toward me when many others aren't, but I've been a bit disheartened by these criticisms and their general lack of awareness about how other people with less money live. Also, a recent political discussion revealed total ignorance on their part regarding people in lower income brackets. While they consider themselves liberal, which I would consider myself, they remain quite judgmental about various things that pose a price barrier to many others. For example, household amenities, various types of food products and cooking methods, and the correct type of sunscreen to use have all been topics of conversation. I believe for many of these... Uh, I believe for many of these items, most people, myself included, do the best they can to buy the healthiest slash safest products that they can afford for their family, but price still remains a factor that can't be ignored. So often what my friends, what my new friends may consider the best and only option is not an option for my family. I'm also feeling that despite our own hard work and considerable effort, because my husband and I have not reached the same level of financial success, we must not be as smart slash talented slash hardworking as these others in our community who have so much more. Honestly, it is killing my confidence. My brain knows that material things are not the mark of a life well lived, but I'm still really struggling with this. I'm also a realist and know that, for example, having the money to hire a nanny while I'm at work could give my child a better start in life as opposed to going to after school daycare. This could also mean easier logistics for me and my husband and therefore more time and being less rushed, which could make us happier, better parents, partners, people. And that is just one example. There are dozens of other similar examples. I'm a naturally shy and introverted person. So making new friendships has always been difficult for me. And this situation is making it that much more challenging. So I was wondering if you have any advice on how to stay confident and avoid envy in the face of people with strong opinions who are obviously much more affluent.
0: I have a lot of feelings. I can't wait to hear them. All of this. And I, I want to go into this gently with this listener. The thing that I want to first point out is because it was said toward the end of this message is that you make a comment about how um, having a nanny uh, could give your child a better start in life. As opposed to going to after school daycare, and I want to just flag that because that to me sounds like you are regurgitating a talking point that you have picked up from these people. Mm. And um, as a person who ha- both children have been in started daycare at three months old and have been in after school daycare programs their whole lives, uh, I think I can speak to the fact that this is not true. And the the moral the moralizing by rich people of things like food choice products like sunscreen, et cetera. This is a trap that I have fallen into myself. Oh, this is better because it has this ingredient, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. This is truly, um, this is a trap Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it's moralizing things based on access And most people don't have access to a lot of this shit. And it doesn't make people inherently better or worse. If you give your kids fast Mm -hmm. food every day, or if you give your kids organic fava beans every day, you are both equally good parents. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on a tangent. I, (laughs) I think these people suck. And I think you get to decide if, Okay, I'm sorry. I take that back. Maybe they don't suck, but they're doing some sucky things. No, they suck. Okay, they suck. Okay. You get to decide if you want to spend the emotional labor speaking up and talking back to these people and educating them, knowing that it may make no impact on them. For example, when people are rambling about nannies and au pairs and family, which, fuck, that's like inaccessible for almost everybody. My family lives thousands of miles away. Anyway, you can speak up and say actually my kids we did this we don't have that much money to afford a nanny so we did it this way but that's putting the shit on you mm-hmm. and you should you should get to surround yourself with people who um uh, who uh, have similar values and if they don't are open to changing their minds I don't know if I'm forming a coherent thought because it is really hard um, to get sucked into these keeping up with the Joneses kind of feelings and to be around people who have zero awareness of their own inherent classism and privilege and (laughs) and access. Mm -hmm. You know, these people are incredibly oblivious um, and you're not. So I, I kind of might urge you to like dig deeper into whether or not these are relationships that are actually sustaining you. Just because they're quote, good enough doesn't mean they're like good. You know, like, oh, uh, they're technically, like they're technically liberal. Well, that's great. But like, is it, do they just vote for liberal people or are they actually like living by the values of which they, Spout uh, this okay, Dory, I gotta I gotta pass the mic because I'm I'm flustered and flummoxed and frustrated by these people.
1: I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I mean, I uh, this is obviously not a realistic suggestion, but I wish you could move. <laughs> like, I just don't I I just think these people kind of suck. By the same token there are always going to be people who have more than you no matter where you are or or what you do. And I do think just like part of life is like learning how to navigate that. Um, And, and developing the confidence in yourself and what you do and what you have that this stuff just kind of rolls off you. Like, If, if, if I, I think if I were in this conversation with these people trashing after school care, I would have just said, Oh, that's interesting because my kids have been in after school care for years and it's been great for them. Fuck you. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or Or also, what are, what are you doing to advocate for um, universal Childcare and access for people in the community who can't afford a nanny to have childcare. What do you all think yeah, about like, that?
1: Like, Fuck flip you. it back on them, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I get those feelings of insecurity. And like Kate, living in Los Angeles, I have also felt like, oh, holy shit, like there are people here who have a lot. And the other thing that I do want to speak to, and Kate, you touched on this a little bit, but, um, This part down here about despite your own hard work and considerable effort, you must not be as smart slash talented slash hardworking. Okay. (laughs) This is one of the fallacies of capitalism because you could work really hard and make minimum wage. Like, there is no correlation between working hard and being financially comfortable in this country, unfortunately, <laughs> um, and that is just you know income inequality is real. The other thing that I will say
0: is generational wealth is also very real, very and real. And these systems lot- are also racist as fuck. Go back and listen to our interview with amazing law professor, tax law professor Dorothy Brown about who covers all of this. Like, yeah, so. Ugh.
1: You know, I I have learned that many of the very wealthy people who I've met in Los Angeles, after a light Google. <laughs> <I have laughs> Dory found, is so good at the light Google. It's like, oh, their family are real estate developers who own half of Los Angeles. Oh, their dad was the creator of of friends you know (laughs) like there's just like all these things where you're like oh these people these people were born on third base you know like and i just like there's no point in even trying to compete quote unquote with that like it's just not happening not happening um so yeah i mean i don't know if that's like reassuring or what but like a lot of people who seem more financially secure are only financially secure because of generational wealth and that can take many 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 forms like maybe their parents put gave them their down payment for their big beautiful house maybe their parents are paying for the nanny maybe their trust fund is paying for the cars like You know what I mean? Like you don't know. Okay. So get this whole idea that it's just about being smart and hardworking out of your head. Because to be honest, like a lot of the people with a lot of generational wealth are some of the stupidest people I've ever met.
0: Yeah. That is literally a lie that is passed down through American culture. It's just Mm -hmm. not true. No, not true at all. And so advice on how to stay confident and avoid envy in the face of people with strong opinions who are obviously much more... Also, them being affluent doesn't make them smarter or better. Their opinions aren't more valid because they have money. Mm -mm. I am annoyed about these people. Listen, hold your ground. Know your value. Know your worth. Know what your values are as a human and stick Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. And in terms of avoiding envy, sometimes you can't, and that's okay. But surround yourself with people who make you feel good.
1: Hmm.
0: I could go on and on about this and I think we need to move on, but I look forward to a vigorous discussion about this further. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Kate, we have one more email. Hey, Cat and Door. I was having a good lol in the car the other day while li- when listening to the episode about coining the terms in horsements and endorsements, and now I have one to request. After working mostly from home during the pandemic, I'll be returning to work in a hybrid arrangement with a few days at home and a few days in the office. Before the pandemic, I didn't even have a work laptop, and now I'll need to haul one back and forth. I'd like to purchase a good laptop bag, but before I dive down the potential internet rabbit hole, I thought I'd see if either of you or your listeners have an endorsement slash endorsement. <laughs> I have a regular 14-inch laptop, so it's not as sleek or small as, say, a MacBook. I'd like something quality but not too fancy slash expensive. Perhaps a regular bag and a laptop sleeve combo would also work if anyone has gone that route.
0: Okay. I included this because you rolled up to our writing date the other day with a cute laptop backpack. Backpack. Well, thank you, Kate. You want to share what it is?
1: Oh, I would love to. I have a raven. Oh, <laughs> exactly. That exactly must be. How. That must be how you say it. Um, backpack. It is. I'm going to get you the exact model. Mm, I believe I have the. Kenken number two laptop, 15 inch black. No, mine is not black, but, um, oh wait, this is the one I have. Kenken number two laptop, 15 inch. Um, I do not have a 15 inch laptop, but I, I wanted a bigger backpack, so I got the bigger size. Um, and I love it. It has, it has a back, um, Compartment just for your laptop, which I really like. As someone who often spills things, oh, I like having my bat, my computer in a separate compartment. Of course, like if I if I had a major spill, it would probably leak through both compartments. But like this, at least gives it a like a bit of a layer of protection. Um, so. And I I also like having a backpack. Um, because a bag I find is like not great for your shoulders, first of all. Um, so that's just like something I think to keep in
0: mind. Great, Rec. All right, can't wait to hear what other people say. I don't really have a good laptop bag, so I'm kind of in the market. Oh,
1: okay. Um yeah, I mean I'm sure other people the, I, I will say the one thing that I do not love about uh oh. This backpack is I feel like it doesn't have enough compartment, like it doesn't have enough zippers, zippered mm, okay. pockets. Okay. No good. Um I think that if I had
0: a lot of money If you were those people, um, those affluent people if- from the previous email
1: Yes, if I were those affluent people from the previous email, I would probably get a
0: Toomey laptop backpack. Mm, I love Toomey luggage. I have a
1: small, yeah, I have a small backpack of theirs that I love. It has so many great pockets. I love all the pockets, but their bags are so So expensive. So. So that might not be um an option but you know worth a look if you're if you're if you're ready to splurge it definitely is like a it's also if you know if you work in like a very you know professional environment it is a professional looking backpack like this is a backpack you could like walk into an office with i think and no one would bat an eye whereas the the fjallraven one is like a little
0: more rugged looking i would say school bag if you will
1: Yes, In a good exactly. way, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, now, I feel like people also like this Everlane backpack, but I can't speak oh, to
0: it. It's very chic looking. I know the one you, yeah. you, of which you speak.
1: Yeah, it's very chic looking. So, you know, that could be an option. I think I, I personally would go backpack. That is my
0: endorsement. <laughs> There it is. I don't have an endorsement on this one. So, stand by. All right. All right. Let's take another break and we will be back in a moment. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning... aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code over Fifty at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: All right. Well, Kate, we are back with a voicemail. Hi, Kate and Dory.
0: My name is Laura. I love the podcast along with two of my other very good friends, Leia and Lauren. We are meeting in the Great Smoky Mountains to do a backpacking trip, Memorial Day weekend. And we have all not gone backpacking for years because of kids and whatever else there is in life. Um, but most importantly, we want your tips on skin care because I have no idea. And I'm in Jersey City and now I'm in a good skincare routine, but with Papa Squat and You know, whatever else comes with living in the woods for four days, we need your advice. Um, right. hope you guys are well today. Kat, I feel like this is your bailiwick. I mean, this is my dream. I really want to start backpacking, um, and hiking more. So I'm excited about this. I did a little Googling because I have backpacked a little. I did go trekking in Nepal after college and oh, I have done some backpack I trips. I know, I know. Um, and I think the biggest, most important things to think about are like packability obviously. You want to carry as little weight as possible when you're backpacking. So I think you should bring as little as possible. Sunscreen seems like the most important. And then I believe any product you're going to be using out in the wilderness should be biodegradable, right? Mm. Like you don't want to be bringing Mm -hmm. stuff that's going to, if you, you know, Use something. I don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want anything that's going to damage the locations that you are. So I feel like you could do, I feel like Dr. Bronner is always the thing that I've brought camping Mm -hmm. and backpacking. Um, you could possibly consider wipes, like face wipes, Mm -hmm. because you can also pack that out. The other thing that I read, which I didn't know, is that you want stuff to be fragrance free. I think Mm. like, depending on where you're going because of animal reactivity. And also you want to store that like stash away the skincare stuff. Don't leave it out at night. Oh, great call. Yeah. But I am, again, I'm not an expert on this. So if anyone has any skincare while backpacking tips, we, I would love to talk about this on the pod. And again, I think your sunscreen is going to be your most important thing to bring. Like, I feel like you can live without your serums, you know?
1: Yes, I agree with this. I think less is more. Four days without a certain prod is not going to be the make or break.
0: Exactly. exactly.
1: So um, I also do just want to mention that pod sponsor away also makes a laptop friendly backpack.
0: I love my away. Um, oh, shit. What the fuck is it called? It's not the backpack. Hold on away.
1: They have it comes with a padded laptop pocket, which is a feature that I personally endorse. But again, it's a, it is a it is a little pricier. It's one hundred ninety five dollars. Although we do supposedly
0: have a <laughs> <laughs> yeah promo. Code. Supposedly, we haven't gotten that clarified yet, have we? Yeah. Yeah, I like. I have the everywhere bag, by the way, and I really like it for travel. And that has a little kind of a laptop sleeve, so not exactly what you're looking for, but that's a great bag. I have that bag too. All right, Dory, we've got um one more voicemail to share with you all. Let's hear it.
1: Hi, Kate and Dory, just. I finished listening to, I think, May 2nd episode, and you guys were talking about robes. Um, funny about restoration hardware, because years ago, we got my mom a restoration hardware robe. Um, she is no longer with us, so I wear it sometimes, and it is plush and a
0: little heavy, but I do love it. But really, the robe I wear every day, Kate, is from Costco. <laughs> so check out the robe. It's cozy and fluffy
1: and light, and... I kind of laugh when I'm in my Costco robe because I don't really shop at Costco for clothes. But anyway, check it out. Just
0: wanted to share. Love the pod. Bye. Wow. I mean, immediately, yes, I'm on board. The next time I go to Costco, I will be looking for this. Also, Costco is a great place to buy clothes.
1: Okay. Hot tip. Just
0: I just want to say, I have like cozy sweats from Costco, PJs from Costco, Ugg, fake Ugg boots from Costco. You can get Burks at Costco. I get my underwear at Costco. So I'm going to get my bathrobe at Costco. That's I love it. this. That's tip. all I've got to say about this. Yeah, I would all like right. to try the Costco bathrobe. I would like it even better if it was branded like Kirkland on the robe.
1: Interesting. We'll have to get on that. Maybe I can get you <laughs> some custom embroidery Oh,
0: I would love on a it. Costco robe. Oh, well, I haven't yeah. been to Costco in a, a month or so. I got to get on it. We need more coffee. I've got to get back there. Mm. I only like my coffee from <sighs> Costco. Well, well Kate. Dory, wow. What an episode. This has been a pleasure. What an
1: episode. Um, yeah. Well, thanks everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Happy birthday, Dory. No, thank you.